Welcome to the Winning Family Podcast with Rodney and Michelle Gage. This is a podcast designed to help you build winning relationships in your marriage and with your kids. That means all relationships, right? Exactly. My name is Dr. Linda Travely, and I'm super excited to be here with you as the host of the Winning Family Podcast. And we want to say thank you for joining us. We are so glad you've tuned in. And it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe to this podcast and rate it and review it because we need your feedback. We need to know that this content is helpful and encouraging. And also, please be sure to share the episodes with those you love, your friends, your family. And at the end, hey, let me tell you a little secret. These guys have a free gift for you. So if you want to stick around to the end, and I know you will, you're going to get a free copy of Rodney and Michelle's book called The Family Shift. And it's the five-step plan to stop drifting and start living with greater intention. It's a super helpful book and you're going to want to grab it. And with that, are you guys ready to go? Let's do it. I am excited. We are, we are here in the studio, this beautiful studio with Rodney and Michelle Gage. And we're going to be talking about the topic... Oh my goodness. It is the secret sauce, the secret sauce to winning at all of your relationships. Are you guys ready? Secret sauce. Secret sauce. Man. It's going to be so good. All right. What's the secret sauce? Tell us. Can we we do the big reveal or should we kind of like keep them hanging for a little while? Keep them hanging. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What's the secret sauce, guys? You want to give it or you want me to? You go for it. Well, we have found in our lives and um, in our relationships that if you show honor, that is the secret sauce really to truly having uh, harmony and happiness in your relationships because you see the value of other people. So I think it'd be great for us to dive into this topic. It's one that is just so, so important and it truly is the secret sauce to our relationships. Our last podcast We talked a little bit about uh, how pride is all about I, you know, focusing on ourselves. And this is actually the antithesis of pride, showing honor to other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I think kind of validates the whole secret sauce, that's not just our opinion or really giving our perspective, but, you know, from the Bible, when you think about God's Mm -hmm original plan. It's interesting that in the Ten Commandments, you know, one of the um, commandments that he gave in the book of Exodus was to honor our mother and father. And, but the here's the key. Here, to me, here's the secret sauce yeah. is so that it may go well with you yeah. so that you may live long life here on the yeah. earth. Yeah. Came so, with the promise. Yeah. And, that. you know, and the Apostle mm-hmm. Paul, of course, emphasized that or re-emphasized that once again in Ephesians about you know, children honor your mother and father so that it may go well with you. So I think, you know, honor is one of those lost virtues in our culture and our society today. And and I think because of that, unfortunately, um, it's almost like I heard someone say that we live in a world today that dishonors honor and honors dishonor. Mm, so good. So when you think about, you know, so much like just honestly, just outright blatant, you know, disrespect, you know, that you see on television that you just hear, you know, even just in the workplace, you know, you hear so many people who unfortunately just do not really speak with respect or, you know, even, 
show dignity towards people. I think a lot of times we almost, um, you know, tear people down. We criticize, we condemn, we judge, we do anything and everything, but really honor people and build people up and esteem people. And not in a... It's countercultural, yeah. you know. And it's culture. not in a fake way or anything like that, oh, no. you know, but it's genuinely just seeing the true worth and value in people. Yes. And I think we've lost that. Yes, we. the Bible says that we are created in His image, that we are imago Dei, that mm. we are in the, made in the image of God. And um, that's something that I've really tried to kind of study and, and dive into because it is so countercultural. Even in our mm-hmm. classrooms, our children have been raised in this culture that dishonor is kind of the thing that is is put in high value is to kind of push push your own way and if if somebody doesn't isn't going your way then you dishonor them but um but seeing people in the image of god and the bible says that his in romans it talks about that the fingerprint of god is actually upon each one of us and and when we see people in high value put high worth and weight on them because they're made in the image of god god sees each person with value we can see them as a 10 like when we look at somebody we can see them as a 10 and if they're not at a 10 maybe with the way they're acting they're still made in the image of god and they have value right it's right. just so important right. yeah i was we were talking to a mom uh recently uh friend friends of ours who was sharing with us just how uh their child came home and was um really just kind of venting because of the uh, ridicule, almost like the harassment, you know, that they were experiencing at school mm-hmm. and uh, in the language that was being used, the names that were being called. Mm-hmm. So what happens is, is that we live in this uh, culture where so much is, um, you know, I think modeled in a negative way and kids today because their world revolves around what's in the palm of their hand, exactly. you know, their cell phone, they're watching YouTube, they're watching all the, you know, the, the videos or, you know, um, all of the, the stuff that kids are exposed to TikTok, all the things. And they've got all these little, you know, even the video games in and of themselves, you know, there is so much disrespect. And so it just becomes almost like the norm and I think when uh, many atmosphere or environments and many homes today where, you know, we'll use condescending derogatory language or remarks towards each other. And sometimes it's sarcasm. You know, it can be just different things. But all of those things adding up can really destroy yes. a relationship, can yes. really destroy, obviously, our culture and our society today. But just, I think it just undermines who each other truly is in the eyes of God and should be in the eyes of each other, but also undermines what God's plan and purpose is for our relationships to reach their true potential. Right. So. And when you said adding up, it's kind of interesting that you, you said that, because I think once you start to allow dishonor in your home or your relationships, it can build and add up and come to the point yes. where it can 
tear down the mm-hmm. most important relationships that we have in our lives. If we don't catch it mm-hmm. and realize right. that the way that we're speaking is dishonoring. Yeah. And, I, and I'm speaking from experience that myself, you know, right. having to try to catch that right. early on or with our kids. Right. Yeah. And Zill saying people continue what you allow. Right. Yeah. So, you know, if and we continue what we allow. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah. so let's let's paint a picture for the audience then of yeah. what dishonor looks like, because they might be sitting there and maybe they their family culture has escalated to that place where yeah. dishonor is just the norm. The norm. Mm-hmm. Let's let's really help them understand what that looks like and sounds like. Can you guys think of some examples that we can give them? I think it definitely starts with mom and dad. You know, if, if you if there's a husband and a wife living in the home, uh, co-parenting that home, I think it it we set the example. Yeah. You know, and yeah. our kids imprint on what they learn from us, so they begin to do what they've learned from us, or what, like you said, what they find on their device in their hand or in their classroom. Mm-hmm. But I, we've, it's been said, I've heard you say, Rodney, the most um, impressionable person on your child is not necessarily their friends, but it is you as their parent. Well, uh, and just honoring each other is the beginning, I think. Well, I remember um, when our kids were younger, when they would speak uh, or they would vent, lash out, mm-hmm. or just show disrespect by something that I might would do or say towards Michelle. And what I did is I would basically come to them and say, I want you to understand something. She is my wife. I didn't talk to them about her being their mother. I said, that is my wife. And I said, you do not speak to my wife that way. Yeah. And what that did is it raised her value. And I was trying to help them understand that because of the way I see her and the way I value her, the way I honor her, what they said and what they did and how they acted was not acceptable Mm -hmm. because I do not allow anybody to speak to my wife that way. Yes, And so that helped very quickly at an early age to kind of draw a line or establish a boundary when it came to just guarding what we said and how we said it to protect the culture of our home, mm-hmm. because we really didn't want that to get out of control. And I think that's that can ease, that's a ball that can become quickly unraveled right. because again, people will con- continue what you allow. Your kids will continue that. Our spouse will continue with sarcasm or condemnation or criticism if we don't really say, that is not acceptable. That's not allowed. That is not something we desire, right. you know, in our home right. or in our relationships. Right. It goes back to the vision that you have for your family, you know, that if this is the kind of home that we want, where mm-hmm. we honor and mm-hmm. love and value each other, we kind of establish that up front. Then when it gets outside of that, then we can call that out, sure. you know, and I think, um, we really haven't gotten into this in the, in this podcast, but as far as establishing core values as a family and honor being one of those is really important. Mm-hmm. So then when you get outside of that, then we can say that's not who we are. Right. And so important to talk about those core values, because like we right. mentioned in previous podcasts, you've got two people coming from two different families and they may have seen honor played out differently. So like one family may be totally okay with making fun of someone 
or cutting them down mm-hmm. or you know, just really beaten down on them where the other person is like, that's not okay. We don't, we didn't do that in our family. Mm-hmm. Well, then that's where the conversation has to take place. No, this is what we're going to do together now as a couple and how we're going to build our family. Right. And, you know, going back to that idea of what is honor, it is to value and respect, hold in high esteem. Yes. So anything that's not done in that fashion is yes. dishonor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, just to uh, build on that, you know, when you think about what honor truly means, you know, it's also also been defined as value, respect, high esteem, precious, weighty. Um, You know, it's worth value weight, just to put it in a nutshell. And so when we place high worth, high value, we, we put that kind of weight in the sense of who this person is. It really changes our perspective. We, we, you know, we would not treat other people, you know, oftentimes the way we would treat our spouse or we would treat our children or our parents. And that's dishonor means to treat something or someone as common or ordinary. And I think that's interesting because, you know, one of the greatest enemies of honor is familiarity. Yeah. So the moment we begin to take each other for granted, mm. the moment we begin just to, um, you know, really just suddenly start living our lives where we are treating each other and really, uh, you know, holding each other in a common or ordinary way in our minds, Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden that's when we start saying things we shouldn't say or maybe neglecting to show appreciation or respect in a way that we could or should. And so, you know, Jesus even <laughs> emphasized this, you know, where the people in his hometown, you know, they treated him as common or ordinary. And what's interesting is that the Bible says that very little miracles could take place right. there. So it almost like just completely takes out the very life mm-hmm. of a home or very life of a family. Mm-hmm. So that's why we think honor is the secret sauce. It is, it is. (laughs) Because as Michelle has often said, you know, without honor, you're a goner. And we (laughs) really believe that because, you know, it's amazing how honor can change the atmosphere. It really can change the overall dynamic of a home and in a relationship. And I think we all desire that. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody likes Mm -hmm. being beat down or belittled or criticized or condemned we all like to receive a sense of dignity and respect we love to feel appreciated we all need those are needs in our lives and so anyway i I think one way that we can uh, make that a reality i think is is through gratitude Mm. Uh, you know appreciating each other but you know god thank you for my spouse Mm -hmm. and writing down the things that we are thankful for specifically for my spouse, you know, mm-hmm. that he's incredible at seeing the future and values the uh, dreams and visions and uh, is such a great father to my children or whatever the specific That's things great- are that you make a list. And I have found for myself to, even when I lay in bed, either at night, if I don't fall asleep immediately, which I tend to do, <laughs> and we could talk about snoring at another time, but or when I wake up in the morning is usually my time when I'm really clear. Uh, and I lay in bed and I say, thank you, God, 
for Rodney. Yeah. And I list off the things that I'm thankful for because then that says, oh, because of these things, I he is so valuable yes. to me yes. and in my life. And that has really helped me yeah. um, to, to just speak out things that I'm grateful for or for my kids or what God's doing in my life. It just it brings so much weight and value. You know, you see what you're grateful for. I uh, I have talked with many couples, and you know, we all have through the years, who often will come in and they'll say, um, "We just don't seem to love each other anymore." And I always ask them the question, "Well, has it always been that way?" Mm-hmm. And they'll typically say, "Well, no." You know, when we first met, we fell in love. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let's go back to that moment for just a moment. Okay, so what was it about that person that you were attracted to? What, 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 What was it that drew you to that person? What qualities, what characteristics about them that suddenly caught your attention? Well, we, over time, again, because of familiarity, over time, we begin to forget those things. And we begin to take each other for granted. And then what happens is we fall into the trap of focusing on the imperfections or, you know. What we focus on expands. Exactly. (laughs) And so therefore, the feelings begin to fade, so to speak. And that's why I love what Jesus' greatest, uh, most simplistic steps to take. Anytime you fall out of love, what did he say? He said, you know, in Revelations 2, he said, uh, you know, I have someone, I have some, I have somewhat, you know, something, something against yeah. you because he didn't say you lost. He said, you have forsaken, you've walked away from your first love. And then he gave three steps. He said, number one, you need to remember yeah. the height from, from which you have fallen. And so that's what we need to do. We need to go back and remember, you yes. know, the characteristics and qualities, the virtues of that person, our spouse that we first were attracted to. So we need to remember. And then he said, we need to repent. Repent of those things that maybe we have taken for granted mm-hmm. or things that we've mm-hmm. said or things that we could have done and that we didn't do or whatever. And repent is what? Just go in the opposite direction. Changing right. our minds <laughs> right. about it. Yeah, but yeah mm-hmm. changing our mind, which leads to a change of life and, yeah. and, and, and choices that we make. And so when you think about, you know, and then it says repeat. I love that. Yeah. To go back and do the things that yeah. you did from the very beginning. And I think... Just something as practical and simple as that can be so helpful mm-hmm. for us to kind of put things back in perspective. And I love the idea of just writing out those positive qualities, mm-hmm. attributes about your spouse that maybe you've taken for, ga- for granted and allow God to use those once again to say, you know what? I know those qualities are there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just have to do my part to help pull that out. Yes. And we, can do that. That. we can do that in our, with our spouse. We can do that with our kids. We can do that with Absolutely. our coworkers, yes. with our boss. Yes. Every relationship Absolutely. that we have, we can do that. And I, I'm sorry, Linda, I was going to say a little tip I heard many, many years ago. A guy named Gary Smiley used to say, keep anger low and honor high. Mm. 
very it much is key. opposite. Yeah. Yes. It is key. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think we can even enlist our friends to help us with this mm. because so, so many times we, we, if, if we are bugged by our spouse and doesn't that happen from time to time, right? Ted yes. bugs me once in a while. That's, that's, <laughs> and I'm sure I bug Not him Ted. a lot. I bug He's him probably more than, than he bugs me. But, um, you, you want, you know, sometimes there's a tendency when you're with your friends to want to complain and share the stuff that you don't like about your spouse. And that's dishonoring. Mm. Yes. And so with some of my friends, we've actually made a pact that we don't do that. And instead yes. we'll so ask good. each other questions. Like my friend, Kathy, she'll say, so, so tell me again, why you married Ted? Why is it that you fell in love with him? Wow. And, and she's probably heard this a million times because we talk a lot. Right. And, and I'll just list why. I love him, why I fell in love with him, but then why I stay Mm. in love with him. That's good. Just, you know, that that mental list is so important. And if you have to write it down, I love what you shared about making that list. Because I had a a lady come to me. I was was, uh, counseling. This was a couple of decades ago. And this gal came to me and she, she had a really hard time honoring her husband because she did not respect him. And there was a very good reason for it. And some of the listeners may fall into this category. He was making some very poor decisions Mm -hmm. in business. Mm -hmm. It was shady, people. It was shady. Mm -hmm. It's really tough to honor your spouse when you know they're doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. That so so she's coming to me and saying, okay, so how do you want me? How do, how do you expect me to honor him when I know he's doing things under the table? He's doing things that are not right. He's doing things that could land him in jail. Mm. Oh wow! So I said, all right, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna make a list, and I had her take out a legal pad and do exactly what you just said. She wrote down everything she liked about him, and guess what? There weren't a whole lot of things at that moment for her to list. She only had a handful, mm-hmm. but I said, okay, now take that list and you keep building on it and then go every night and you read that list, remind yourself, like you're saying, Rodney, and thank God for those things. Yeah. And, and the honor will come easier and the love and the respect will return. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not for all the things, mm-hmm. but for some of those things. And then eventually she was able to, to give him that honor. And it was a game changer. That mm-hmm. is the secret sauce. Yeah. That is the secret sauce. Yeah. That's right. And it's, it's not always something that they do it's who they are yes that we're honoring yes Mm -hmm. so good yeah and it's and whether or not they deserve it yeah we honor people because we're honorable Mm, that's good i think that's a lot i think we fail sometimes to realize that because of who i am i'm going to take the high road i'm going to honor someone even though i may not agree we don't have to i think that's where sometimes there's a little bit of a misconception uh, where somebody says, but but you don't understand what this person's doing, kind of yeah. like what you just pointed out, right. or you don't understand just how they treat me or, you know, disrespect me or this or that. And I get that. I understand that. And there are certain boundaries. There are Absolutely. certain things, you know, I mean, obviously with abuse, Absolutely. Um, you know, we there are, you don't just allow yourself to be a doormat or to be taken advantage of, especially being put in harm's way of Absolutely. any kind. So we certainly don't condone that. We don't encourage somebody just to hang in there, when, especially when they're in danger. What I'm talking about is more of, you know, rather than fighting fire with fire, so to speak, or trying to even the score or, you know, pay somebody back because of what they've said or what they've done to me because of, 
you know, whatever. Well, I'm going to choose to take the high road and I'm going to show this person, even though I don't agree with their behavior, the choices they've made, but I'm going to honor them because I'm honorable and I'm going to honor them because I know that ultimately that's what the right thing is to do. And I'm going to ultimately let God deal with that person from the standpoint of whatever consequences there may be that someone may, unfortunately, extreme level may have to unfortunately go through. Obviously, we're not talking about that you can't, you know, speak to someone to your point, Linda, of your story. Obviously, you have to talk through things and you don't ignore problems. Right. But the basic core value of your life is that you honor people Mm -hmm. and you're not talking about them behind their back. Right. You know, sometimes we need a a counselor to walk through and we encourage that. Absolutely. Uh, Someone that you can talk to and walk through things with. But I think it's the core value of our life that we are honorable people, as you said, Rodney. So I'm an honorable person. I choose to honor whether they deserve it or not. And that, again, comes back to that whole thing. The only thing you can control Mm -hmm. in your life is your own Mm -hmm. spirit. You can't Mm -hmm. control what someone will do as soon as we walk out of this studio. Or we hear about when we walk out of the studio, all all I can do is how I will respond to it and keep my peace keep my spirit and love for other people Mm -hmm. because that's Mm -hmm. what life is all about. That's so true. So true. Well, just on a practical level, as we wrap this up, you know, um, there's a, there's a great verse of scripture that, that Jesus gave in Matthew chapter six, verse 21. It says, where, wherever your treasure is there, the desires of your heart will be also. So good. And I think we have to see our mate. We have to see our children as, priceless treasures that they have tremendous infinite worth weight value and because of who they are in the eyes of god they are they are fearfully and wonderfully made you know they have god's fingerprint on their life god made them and he loves them and so are they perfect no neither am i none of us are perfect we all have our faults and you know and and flaws and imperfections but what we choose to do is we choose to honor that person and we're going to prioritize the relationship in such a way because this person has infinite worth in my eyes. And so therefore we're going to protect it. We're going to prioritize it and we're going to praise it. So I just believe one of the best ways to help kind of shift the atmosphere is by speaking life. You know, we can either speak death over people or we can speak words of life we can either be you know we can either build each other up or we can tear each other down you know there's power in the tongue Mm -hmm. and so i think we just have to be careful when it comes to what we allow what we don't allow um and work hard at creating an atmosphere of honor in our home and when we really treat each other in such a way that demonstrates respect, demonstrates Mm -hmm. honor and dignity, that really does change the environment and the atmosphere of a relationship. And so, again, I thought those words from many, many years ago, I heard Dr. Gary Gary Smalley say, and I'll never forget it, where he said, keep honor high, anger low. 
And when you can do that, it's amazing the change that can take place in a relationship. Fantastic. Well, there you go. The secret sauce. So uh, Rodney and Michelle have written a book called The Family Shift, and you can get a free copy if you subscribe to Rodney and Michelle's monthly. It's a monthly mentoring program, and it's called The Double Win Club. The Double Win Club. And the first 30 days are free, so they're actually getting two free gifts from you all. The book and 30 days of free mentoring. And you can get information about that at thedoublewinclub.com. That's thedoublewinclub.com. And you can learn more about Rodney and Michelle's family mentoring program. It's the ultimate double win, right? Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time.